Good morning and welcome to Farmer Fridays. My name is Elizabeth Lynch, your current Miss West Virginia 2022. On this podcast, I get to interview some pretty cool people, some agriculturists on the state of West Virginia and across the nation. And I'm super excited. We have our program manager from Community Markets today. How are you today, Mark? I'm all right. Yeah, doing great. Doing excited, you know, a little little excited. It is Friday. <laughs> That's right. Yes, it's always a good when it's a Friday. Well, typically, <laughs> I record these interviews and it's usually like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So I'm pretty pumped that it's actually Friday on Farmer right. Friday. <laughs> um, so I wanted to go ahead and start with, you know, a question that I ask everybody. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your agricultural background, if you have one. Sure. Yeah. And thanks for having me, Elizabeth. I really appreciate being on the podcast. And congrats to you. I read about uh, Martinsburg naming Elizabeth Lynch Day, which is pretty cool. I was like, well, look at that. Yeah, not everyone, yep. not every day that you get, you know, a, 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 a day named after you, you know, so. It was a little wild, a little wild. I don't know if I'll celebrate next year, but who knows? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to have to, you know, do it up big. Um, so myself, I, um, as far as agriculture background, don't have one. I grew up in the suburbs of uh, Northern Virginia and really kind of looking back, it would have been nice to have kind of that farmer lifestyle. And I, I know there's a lot that you learn, you know, just kind of hands-on skills and such and discipline. I learned that in other ways, you know, with my, up my background and upbringing, but just kind of missed out a little bit on that. Uh, but um, my background really is more with nonprofits and with uh, the state of West Virginia, so they kind of go hand in hand. I uh, got involved with Habitat for Humanity kind of in the eastern part of the state in Greenbrier, Pocahontas County, and Pendleton Counties um, about 10 years ago, and it was a Habitat for Humanity position. So, uh, sorry, it was an AmeriCorps position through Habitat for okay. Humanity, and so I did my term of service with that affiliate and uh, really just never look back, never as far as nonprofits and as far also as the state of West Virginia. So it became a became a resident and uh, it's been it's been great since then. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. How did you decide in your life that this is the path that you wanted to choose? Yeah, well, I mean, my parents really um, kind of put into me early on the idea of service and um you know, a life of service is a life of joy. It certainly has its its challenges, but um, we're here to give ourselves for the good of our neighbor and community. And so um, that got me kind of thinking in the nonprofit direction. And um, yeah, it's been a good journey. And then just coming to West Virginia, obviously the mountains are beautiful, a lot of beautiful nature and scenery, but really the people. They're some of the best people here on earth. And I really am excited just to be able to live amongst them and, and kind of call myself a West Virginian now and, uh, you know, be able to serve as well. Yeah, I definitely could not agree with that more. <laughs> as Miss West Virginia, I love the people of West Virginia. So that's pretty exciting to hear. And I, I love that. You know, I, I grew up in 4-H and FFA um, and then now in the Miss America organization, and we're constantly pushing community service and making sure that you're always trying to give back to the people around you, um, because without your village, you wouldn't be able to do what you do right now. Um, so now you're involved with the community markets. Talk mm -hmm. to me about how you found them. Sure. So it was actually um, a little bit less than two years ago at this point, and um 
the nonprofit Community Markets Inc. was started on March 1st of 2021. So that is, we are now two years old, but I was brought on in April. So a little bit after that. And um, I knew the founder and the president. So he kind of knew my nonprofit background, knew I was looking for kind of something to sink my teeth into and really take on. And so he brought me on board and um Really, his vision – so he, he has a small IT company. That's kind of where he works is the IT industry, and um, he really wanted to give back, though, give back to the Panhandle, give back to Jefferson County where we're located, and give back to – West Virginia at large. And so he really looked at our farmers and looked at our food supply and said, you know, we can be serving our farmers who work so hard for our community, for each one of us to be able to eat good, healthy food. And uh, then we can be serving as well food insecure families uh, in our community with that very food that's grown in West Virginia and in our community. So that's kind of what uh, got us all started. That's amazing. Now, yeah. I am, you know, big on the agricultural side of things, um, but this ties into not just our farmers, but again, our community and supporting low-income families in the state of West Virginia. Can you name the mission of community markets for somebody who might not know who is looking in from the from the outside looking in? Sure. So, yeah, our mission is uh, pretty simple. We exist to connect locally grown food to families in need. So. Our programs center around serving our farmers, like I've mentioned, as well as uh, serving low-income families and really just kind of connecting the two because, um, you know, not everyone has that access, that ready access to healthy West Virginia-grown food, and we're trying to just make that more accessible. Um, <clears throat> so our vision is that uh, West Virginia grown food is on every West Virginian's plate. So how do we connect, you know, our farmers doing the growing to our families who really need that nutritious food? Um, and that's each one of us, of course, but we definitely try to highlight those who ha would have less access kind of um, left to themselves, so to speak. Absolutely. You said yeah. West Virginia grown food on West Virginia plates. And my I got goosebumps immediately. I'm ridiculous. <laughs> um, I love that. And I love that you guys are, you know, pushing that idea and making sure that um, everyone has that opportunity. How do you make that opportunity happen for people in the Eastern Panhandle? So we have a few programs, but one of them I, I can talk about that we've gotten started here is the food box giveaway program. So any sort of donations or funding that we're able to bring to this program, we then take that money. We'll go to uh, the local farmers that we work with, um, purchase from them at a good price to help them be able to continue and grow their own business and, and be able to grow more. Um, and then we will package that up into boxes um, and, you know, we'll serve small families, single individuals, all the way up to larger families, just whatever the need is. Um, and then we'll distribute that out at kind of a centralized point. So uh, with some of our partners, we've been able to do two of these food box giveaways so far. So it's pretty, pretty small scale still, and it's uh, centered out of Jefferson County, but we're really looking to grow and expand. And it's really a model that can be taken anywhere. Right. Absolutely. Now, um, something that I did want to ask is if somebody wants to donate non-perishable food items, how can they do that? Do you have a set list that you'd prefer people, you know, look at? Um, and then how can people access that list if you do have something like that? 
Yeah, so that can be accessed on our website. Uh, we do have a list, and uh, actually, I think I need to put that on the website, but it's certainly accessible if you contact me. But uh, yeah, and then, you know, you're always welcome to drop things off um, here at the office. And so we're located at uh, 203 South George Street. We're kind of in the heart of Charlestown. And so uh, we have had people stop by. It's always good to see, you know, those in the community that really have an interest um, in helping others. Uh, and I do want to mention with the with the program itself, we have a mix of, you know, everything we source and, and buy isn't from the local farmers. We also, as you mentioned, we have non-perishable items that you would get from a grocery store. But, you know, we try to be balanced in every box and have a mix of both because really a, uh, you know, having a, a filled pantry is part of food security as well, not just like, you know, your, your perishable items. Um, so it's it's a mix. Of course. Yeah. And now, the other thing, too, is people can supply non-perishables. But right now, one of the biggest things for you guys is having that continuous funding to make sure that you can purchase the perishable food items from our farmers markets. Um, is there any way that your community can come together to help make that happen? Sure. So actually, we've had some really creative uh, folks with ideas for fundraising step forward. So like the uh, the VFW here in town is going to do a, a breakfast in June, which is pretty cool. And so all the proceeds uh, will go towards the food box giveaway and helping, again, buy from our local farmers and then putting that on the plates of, of food insecure families in our community. Um, we've had the uh, Jefferson County Community Choir step forward and they're going to do a charity concert, which is really cool and help fundraise and, you know, also get the word out just about community markets and what we're doing and that sort of thing. So there's always um, creative ways that fundraising can happen. Um, but, you know, we also, we always welcome any sort of donations of time or, you know, of in-kind donations of, of the non-perishable foods or, you know, just simply write a check. Uh, we're always looking just to increase our impact and serve more families. Absolutely. Of course. And, you know, you said earlier that this is still in, you know, just the Eastern Panhandle and you're looking to expand. Um, so on top of that plan, what other plans do you have in the future for community markets? Yeah, uh, so there is the food box giveaway program and actually working with your own organization, we're looking to do one in June up in uh, in Berkeley County. So that'll kind of move us one county over and more into the state, so to speak. Um, we definitely, so as far as other plans, Last Friday, so just a week ago, um, another Farmer Friday, if you will, um, we <laughs> uh, we just went up into Pennsylvania and picked up a uh, double axle six by sixteen refrigerated trailer. So with that, it's really really exciting. With that, we're going to be able to start transporting food directly from farms to uh, to families. And so, um, you know, the idea. Well, really, we, we'd be setting up. Uh, probably looking at 2024, so next growing season, setting up some mobile markets. Um, and then in addition, uh, we just were able to start accepting SNAP. So, um, and then we want to start a uh, SNAP stretch program so that anyone coming to our mobile markets to use their SNAP dollars will get a 50% discount, just helping their money go that much further to be able to purchase that much more uh, local food. So, um, 
we're really looking at low-income neighborhoods on the Panhandle as well as different food deserts around um, in that geography and then setting up mobile markets there. Um, also, actually more, more uh, current or what will happen sooner is uh, there's a market run out of a neighborhood here, um, actually uh, a local church here in Charlestown that has – it's not officially a farmer's market, but it kind of acts as one. Um, so Community Markets is taking over the management of that starting in uh, April, so actually about a month out. So you'll be able to order um, throughout the week. And then uh, we'll make the purchase from the farmer and then bring to a centralized location on Fridays. Um, and then pre-orders can be picked up. There'll also be booths set up for, you know, walk-up sales and that sort of thing. So we have different avenues and different ways that we're really trying to make local West Virginia-grown food more accessible to anybody, really, you know, um, with, of course, the emphasis on on the low-income or the food-insecure families. Um, and really, with this latest thing we're doing with with SNAP users, really trying to serve them and, and put that no SNAP funds back into our farmers' pockets. That's amazing. I I love the idea that you know you've got this huge future ahead of you in this organization. Um, you've got these amazing plans just to make sure that the people of West Virginia are able to you know go on with their daily lives and make sure that they're also supporting our agriculturists in the state. Um, phenomenal. This is, makes me super yeah. excited. I I'm sorry, I get you know excited over you know the <laughs> cool things. Sorry, um, but I did want to ask if somebody at home is listening. It, you know, throughout the state of West Virginia, whether that's a southern part of the state or northern part of the state, and they're interested in maybe starting something like this in their their area, how could they go about doing something like that? Sure, yeah. So, I mean, you you want to know where your farmers are for sure, and uh, get connected. And uh, there's plenty of ways of doing that, but certain uh, regions will have a planning coordinator with the West Virginia Department of Agriculture. So I'm, I'm plugged in with mine here on the Eastern Panhandle. And um, that's one place you can go. There's plenty of online resources to find out where your farmers are, but then also look in places that, uh, you know, who can you partner with that is also working with food security and local food that you may not expect. So, you know, we're plugged in with some local churches here. Like you don't really think local churches and think food security, but really, you know, there's a lot of good work already happening um, in the area. And where do you sort of plug in? Um, you know, we've had great help. Like we don't have freezer space. We don't have a refrigerated truck. We have the trailer now, but before when we were doing these giveaways, we didn't have that. But um, the local church here in town has really helped with letting us, you know, store the dry goods and the frozen and refrigerated goods uh, right before the giveaway. There's a lot of infrastructure that might exist in your community already that you don't have to have it all figured out yourself or you don't have to own everything. Just, you know, can you kind of form these partnerships? Um, and that's kind of a key word is form partnerships because, you know, community markets, we're certainly starting programs, but we're also trying to kind of weave ourselves into the fabric of what's already happening in our community so that we're not, you know, being redundant in offering services. Um, you know, we're trying to, the two things I usually say about community markets, we're trying to um, fill in the gaps where, you know, there might be a, a lack of service um, for our low-income uh, families 
or for farmers in the area. So where are those gaps that we can help as a nonprofit fill in? And then also, where can we be a force multiplier? And like I've been talking about, plug in to the, you know, the, the community members, the organizations, the programs that are already doing such good work to support our farmers and to, you know, increase food security in our community. So hopefully that helps. I mean, look at what's already there um, and know your farmers. Yeah. On that same track, are they able to contact you about potential partnerships and yes. how could they make that happen? How could they contact you? Yeah. So go to our website, um, communitymarketsinc.org, and there's a contact page. You're welcome to go through that. Um, and, you know, you can always, if you know Elizabeth here, contact her and she can put us in contact. You so, got it. <laughs> but yeah, go through the website. There's a lot more information on there that you can learn about the nonprofit, the program, and really how you can get, get involved. And on the website, is there a section for maybe a family that's interested in becoming a part of the community markets program in the sense that um, they are interested in receiving those boxes at the food giveaways? Yeah, we've gotten some folks contact us. Uh, it's all just through the contact page. So if you go on the website, it's it's all it's through there. So simple, no application or, you know, no phone call needed, something like that. No, I mean, just uh, an email letting us know your interest is is a good place to start. And then we'll kind of have posted on there when the upcoming giveaways are happening. And um, there is some basic information we'll take uh, when, you know, on the actual day of a food box giveaway, the, the event itself. Um, really, we just want to know, like, where you're coming from and then, like, family size, you know, or how many children are in your family, how many, like, 65 plus, because you know, we sort of for tracking impact and looking for additional funding, we need to know some basic demographics, but it's really not um, anything kind of invasive. That's amazing. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to ask is, do you guys have um, any sort of social media so that, you know, we're really social media based right now and people tend to follow, uh, you know, things that are happening in their community through that. Um, do you guys have a social media in order for people to follow that to figure out what the upcoming events are? Right. So at the moment, no. And I need to I need to get on that. I'm in process of hiring a, a summer vista and that will, you know, uh, they'll be able to help with sort of expanding capacity because right now, like you have to understand it's, it's me and my board. Um, so it's, you know, if it doesn't if I don't do it, it doesn't get done for the right. most part. Uh, so, yeah, we're. we're we will be on social media soon, but it hasn't happened yet. And uh, for now, just the website is the place to go for all your up-to-date information and to get in contact. And if you want to make a donation, you know, it's all funneled through the website. But you're absolutely right. Like social media, Facebook, it's all very important. And uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Hey, so. one step at a time. One That's right. Just, I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> it's my fault. I'm sorry. Um, but for That's those fine. of you who are listening at home, make sure that you click the link. I'm going to have that link provided um, right in the informational section of all of these videos and all of my podcast uh, links so that you can just follow the Community Markets link um, and get more information that way. Um, so I did want to ask, this is my favorite question to ask, and I, I have asked you a ton of questions and I'm sorry, but I just get really excited. Um, but my favorite question to ask people is, based off of the FFA creed. So you didn't start out in FFA or do anything like that, but the beginning of the FFA creed begins with, I believe in the future of agriculture. And I wanted to ask you, why do you believe in the future of agriculture? Yeah, that's a good question. And I, 
I knew it, right. I knew it was coming. Uh, so, yeah, you know, when I look at, um, I think we have a, uh, like a, I don't know if generation is the right word, but the market right now, as far as people looking to buy, there really is a lot more of an emphasis now than there maybe ever has been on local and on quality and on really where your food comes from, you know, um, the idea of not wanting wanting clean food, not wanting these, you know, antibiotics and other things in in the food itself. So I think there really is um, a shift in the way people think about what they're eating and what they're putting in their mouth. And that will lead them back to, you know, our farmers and, and supporting them and the kind of food that's being grown. So, um, you know, I can really uh, see that as kind of a good trend. Um, and then also the understanding of you know, food is medicine, like food is being connected to all these other sectors and it's not sort of in a silo, you know, like food, it's a decision we make multiple times a day. So, you know, starting with good locally grown healthy food that will affect our health. It'll bring wealth back into our communities and help with, you know, community wealth building. Um, there are just so many ramifications of good, healthy local food and so that's really uh with how how much it affects us each day um that's why i believe in the future of agriculture <laughs> tough question but you answered that beautifully thank you that was that was amazing <laughs> <laughs> well guys that is the end of our farmer friday thank you again for joining us and and you know sharing your story and then of course sharing the story of community markets i do appreciate you taking the time to do so sure thanks elizabeth i appreciate it yeah, of course. All right, guys, that's the end. Um, as always, make sure you tune in next week to see who I might have for our Farmer Fridays. And then, like I always say, please thank your farmers. <laughs>